0: Itsy-bitsy spider went up the water spout. Down came the water and washed the spider out. Hey, guys. Welcome to Throw God. I made a video on Arch Manning that I hope he doesn't hang himself like Jevin Sneed. And Jevin Sneed, he came in with Colt McCoy and kind of battled it out and then lost the job and I think he like played like shit in the national title versus Alabama, Uh, couldn't complete a pass and then he ended up going to Ole Miss, started out strong and then uh, played like dog shit down the run and then he left. And he went to the draft early as a junior. And I don't think he got drafted. uh, Or if he did, it was one of the later rounds. He went to the Bucs in training camp and then kind of just busted out. And a few years later, he told everyone he had CTE, which is fake. It's not real. Some fake fucking NPC fucking disease. They say you get, like, black jelly beans In your brain matter. It's fake. People say it all the time in my comment section. like, oh, this is what CTE looks like. What the fuck? If CTE was fucking real, then you'd be able to go to a doc in the box in urgent care. You'd be able to get an MRI. You'd be able to see it. And they would be able to feed you some kind of chemo or radiation to break those fucking jelly bean blood clots down. But the NFL won't say it's real because next thing you know every physical will come back to somebody a CTE and they'll get workman's comp fucking claims and FMLA and it'll open up a big fucking insurance disaster in the sports world everybody has brain farts you know can't think clearly it's what being hungover does to you you know uh, God bless and godspeed to jevin i hope he's not burning in a fiery lake of fucking hell with satan as a lifeguard but um you know at the end of the day you just the problem after football it's not that you have CTE; it's you have ptsd you're in a locker room people are jerking off trying to get boners so they can show out in the shower you know, a defensive back named Jimmy, his cock looks like two cans stacked on top of each other. It's images that you just get burned into your mind. You can't unsee, you know, and you're pissing on people's legs in the shower. And you get to live this rough and tumble life, um, giving people swirlies and nuggies and whipping them with a towel and telling yourself the whole time you're like I'm not gay and then you leave and uh this jock fucking lifestyle where you just eat, sleep, shit, piss, fuck, come, curse and you get to be a piece of shit for free, you get to live like a fucking millionaire driving around in tour buses staying at hotels at the fucking Sheraton and the best hotel rooms, down comforters Egyptian cotton 3000 thread count all you can eat cheeseburgers chicken wings chocolate chip cookies, snapples you know I used to eat 7 cheeseburgers a night before the game and then wonder you know why I feel like shit the next day and it's like you ate seven cheeseburgers but I'm not going to not eat them because they were fucking delicious and they were free and it was all the ketchup you could get I don't drink uh, juice or anything but milk so I'd have them bring me a glass of milk and you live like a millionaire I bought fucking girls on the dance team I mean, you're just having a baller-ass life, and then Jevin, and then it was over. And you become a prostitute for football, and you go fucking to CFL tryouts, and they make you pay 100 bucks because it's fucking how they make money for their organization, and the coaches only uh, give an opportunity to an underprivileged foster care black kid who's a fucking orphan who plays defensive tackle. Who looks like a, a baby? Uh, the potential—he's a baby hippo, but he has the potential to be a big hippo. Uh, he sucks. He never played in college. He was garbage at, at in college. But for some reason, he got the frame and the body, and they think he has potential. And they—they'll maybe sign that guy. And even him will only go on to make you know a couple hundred thousand. But that's big for him. He was going to be a poor, broke piece of shit and have to go back to the trap and join a gang and fucking kill and sell drugs and live the rest of his life of fucking, uh, you know, on welfare. And, you know, that's the thing, Jeff, and is we're white. We have white privilege. So we were going to go on to just be rich no matter what. You know, they say Indians get 90K uh, a year, I guess, like... Once they turn 18, something with the federal government, the FBI can't arrest them. Well, white people, we usually, if you come from a, a, you know, a middle class, upper middle class family, you you basically, after five, seven years, inherit a stable uh, $100,000 a year income and you're fine. I mean, you want to, you know, you, you make enough money, you pay your mortgage, get to go out to eat and get drunk and smoke weed, and you have a solid life, but Jevin, he just couldn't handle the, uh, the realization that, you know, he's, I don't know, is he going to be a pro quarterback, and it's not going to happen, and so I guess he took a belt out, and the Illuminati hung him from a doorknob with a red shoestring, and he had opioid addiction crisis face, pale pockmarks, uh, acne scarring, um stringy hair. I mean, he had a, a kind of a, like a knows how to turn a Dr. Pepper two liter bottle into a fucking meth C4 bomb face. But that's fine. You know, you don't have to hang yourself. Hang Christmas lights. These fishing strings have hooks on them. And when the cops show up with guns, they're hanging from the trees and they fishing hooks. They hook the cop's eyelid. And they start screaming and their eyeball falls out and then the meth guy runs off into the woods. Like an Afghan guy who, you know, they can live off a backpack full of bananas and bread for six months in the Rocky Mountains of uh, Afghanistan. And that's why they say they're so hard to kill the Taliban because these people know how to live in caves. It's like, and then, they, you know, they're complaining in our country about, uh, you know, socioeconomic lifestyles. I don't know why, why don't people uh, move into the woods, go on the Appalachian Trail, go, become feral people? You don't like the federal government? Go feral. Go live in the Rocky Mountains. Go you know, move into the woods, 30 miles deep in the woods, live off the land, build a cabin, Henry David Thoreau, fucking, uh, Walden Pond, you know, no phones, nothing, uh, you chop wood every day, and you fish, and you hunt, and don't tell me the moose meat doesn't sound good in the hatchet, you know, strips of fresh moose meat that you cook, and you got a hole in a tree, and you're, you're a blanket made out of fucking, uh, 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 mountain sheep wool I just the poor kid so he hangs himself and he's gone and for what because you didn't make it in the NFL you know 2% of all athletes period from high school make it to any kind of uh, D1 college the NPCs never made it you realize that uh, Jevin if you're listening through a radio frequency as a ghost in between heaven and hell and I don't know if you're trapped in some your, someone's walls or you're just floating around a random building or whatever it is. If you're listening to this, like, NPCs, they don't even make the flag. They don't even get a touchdown in, like, Little League third-grade flag football. They quit doing cartwheels, chasing butterflies. I mean, these people grow up like nothing ever, like, straight to the workforce, working at fresh Market, so they can pay off the fucking bill on their Mustang that they bought for no reason because they thought it was red and it was cool when they were 16. And their parents let them do it. And their parents actually make them go work because that's all they know how to do because they have NPC parents They come from bad bloodlines. They tell their kids, they're like, go work. Go to the fucking workforce. Go to the fresh market and be the deli fucking... Maybe you'll maybe be store manager. And they, they sometimes they do. They become... The store, they start stocking shelves in high school Publix. And by the time they're 25, they've been promoted to uh, back-of-the-house fucking warehouse manager. And hard work dedication got him promoted. And Jevin started to realize that if you don't go to the league, you go to LinkedIn. And that he was surrounded by this guy. This kind of new form of competition where they don't want to be like a Hall of Fame starting quarterback. They want to, you know, walk up and down a hallway checking on housekeepers and being like a janitorial uh, manager or uh, a piece of shit. And he couldn't handle the fact that uh, life sucks now. And, and the realization that you know he's going to have to spend the rest of it uh, living paycheck to paycheck uh, in debt and doing everything he can to just not die from a fucking car accident and he said you know what fuck that shit I'm either going to be the king of the world or I'm going to kill myself there's no in between. There's no black or white. There's it's only black or white. There's no gray area. And and right, before, and as he was hanging himself, he started to get a boner, and he's like, "Oh, that's what erotic asphyxiation is." And he's like, "Fuck," and he passed out. And so Jevin was hanging there from the shoestring from the door handle because he wasn't smart enough to go to Las Vegas and go to the Spearmint Rhino and have a big fat ass uh, Spanish broad spread her butt open and just stamp his hand with her bare butthole get it squishy and wet on top and then lick it off and his parents find him and they immediately had a scalpel and they cut the um, top of his head off and they did surgery and they looked at his brain right there and they cut seven, eight marbles out and they put them in a glass jar and they caught some fireflies outside and they put them in the jar and, and the jar just closed now and it's like a nightlight in their house and they did everything they could. Uh, they went to Facebook Marketplace, and they tried to buy a brain. And there was some guy selling illegal immigrant brains, uh, $25 for a brain. All it could do was speak Spanish and slobber and mow lawns. And they got the brain in a shopping bag. Um, and they had his body... Down in the basement, on a, uh, they also got a used, uh, surgical table and they laid it out and they tried to put the illegal immigrant's brain inside of his body and bring him back as a Hispanic guy. And, you know, he woke up and he mowed their yard and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, uh, ice showed up and, uh, they detected the Wi-Fi signal on the illegal immigrant's brain because it had been chipped when it tried to cross the border and they tried to arrest him and they're like no it's my boy Jevin he's a uh, white privilege uh, high school all American quarterback his name's not Armando and they saw his face and they uh, they agreed with the mom and they took the cuffs off and they said just make sure he doesn't you know, um, go out, uh, and hang out at gas stations looking for, you know, people to pick them up to come do fucking, uh, construction work for 400 bucks for the day and we'll be good. And she agreed and, uh, they left. And so now, you know, every year basically they have to buy a new brain off craigslist off the internet um they hire like molly maids um he's had like a a female uh housekeeper's brain for a year um and it was weird like it he didn't even uh he didn't even go trans either he kept it like he kept He had a woman's brain, but he just kept it inside. You know, he didn't tell anybody. uh, And they were doing everything they could to get the housekeeper's brain out of his body. Um, You know, they didn't want to come home one day, and he was all fucking in a nightgown and... uh, You know... Dancing, listening to the sound of music, enjoying himself as a woman. Um... And so, at at the end of the day, uh, Jevin, he basically is a a cannibal corpse. Um, He's not actually dead. They keep him in a coffin. It's a refrigerated coffin. And he, uh, you know, he goes to sleep at night. And he wakes up and they open it and steam comes out and ice cubes and he rises up. And they take a, a brain out of a um, dry cooler that has dry ice on it and they, they drop it into his head. And they've actually built little bolts and stuff on the sides, so the top of his head just opens like a door and they shut it and then they latch it and then they comb the hair over the latch. And, uh, he just walks around. And, you know, like a normal NPC, he doesn't know how to do math. And no one uses math after elementary school anyways. Uh, he doesn't know how to read or write or do anything. He just knows how to walk around and just uh, walk his dog and go jogging and, uh... And he just lives his life as any. Basically, if you saw him, anyone else on earth, he does the exact same thing. Uh, he just has an NPC brain now. And in some kind of weird, like, ironic twist, it just, you know, it, it, uh, when he never wanted to be normal. But now he just has a normal person's brain, a normal everyday blue-collar worker uh, brain. You know, the post office guy dropped mail off, and he they kidnapped him. They cut his head off, cut his brain out, and they gave it to Jevin. And so, like, now he's really into mail. And, uh, you know, they... Um, the only job he can have is on the WAG app, though. And so he has, like, 18 dog kennels in a living room, and people that go on vacation are constantly dropping their dogs off. He's got Dalmatians, Golden Retrievers, Doberman Pinchers, uh, Wiener Dogs, uh, Fox Terriers. He's got people's cats. He's got a boa constrictor, hamsters, iguana. He's got a fucking bat Um, that hangs upside down in a birdcage, and he just literally has 18... 20 animals at a time he just takes care of in a fucking in his in a little one bedroom apartment they got him it smells like piss and shit and dog asshole and he brings them out in the backyard and there's fucking shit turds everywhere and he scoops the poop up and takes funny pictures of the dogs hanging out having a good time smiling and he sends it to people that are like on vacation at the beach and they're like oh look at my little bitch dog it's just so happy and and uh the dog's not happy it's not having fun Uh sometimes one of the dog dies and he goes and he has to find another dog on the internet real quick and he brings it home and he spray paints a certain pattern like if it was like a Calico, like he spray paints a little orange on the cat, and they know it's not their fucking cat. But where are they gonna say that's not my fucking? How are they gonna prove it? That's not my cat. Prove it. What do you got a twenty-three and me? Your fucking cat. He says to him, "The fuck out of here!" And they give him a three. Star, he's gonna get fired soon because he keeps getting like two and three star ratings. Um, one of the dogs gave birth. Uh, to puppies, but, like, for some reason, they had, like, human ears on them, and so, like, did he fuck the dog? They don't know. Um, The the point is, is, like, he's safe, uh, you know, by himself, and it's hard for him to have empathy and compassion to fall in love and to feel anything for another human because he's been so many different humans because he's had so many different brains in his skull that he doesn't know what he likes does he like chinese food indian food um you know does he like hibachi or pizza hut it's always changing because he always has a different ethnicity's brain in his head because they're the easiest to catch so you know, like billionaires, like they take uh, they take uh, illegal immigrants all the time because they don't have social security cards, driver's licenses, not registered with the government. And so they work on the farm and stuff and then they uh, fuck them and kill them and do all satanic rituals and shit and they disappear and nobody goes and looks for them because nobody knows they're alive because they don't have a driver's license. So it's technically like a free person you can kill. Um, and people complain about the border and illegal immigration. Like you could, you could, There could be. There's like free people in the world that you can, you can like get away with like killing, and nobody ever takes it. It's a weird thing. Nobody ever takes advantage of it. But Jevin, he uses their brains. Um, there there is a possibility though that one time he'll get like a like a. Uh, you know, what if, like, he gets, like, a really, uh, uh, you know how, like, the elite, the immigrants, like, they, there's always, like, these Shark Tank stories where they become entrepreneurs and, like, they work their way up, like, Damon and John and stuff. Like, what if, you know, one of them becomes, like, a, a Robert Herchevack brain? What if he gets a Robert Herchevack brain in his head and he, all of a sudden, he knows how to do, like, software security? That'd be a real plus. Um... And so his parents are just hoping and praying. They're just like, man, if I can get a Robert Herchevack brain, that would be, that would be great. And, uh, you know, the mom looks at him and he cries His sometimes his eyes spin in circles and they're all googly and his tongue falls falls out of his mouth and he doesn't wear deodorant and forgets to shower for a couple of weeks. And, uh you know uh, it's hard man he he's scared of people like breaking into his house so he sets bear traps up and one time he stepped in one and his mom came to bring him cookies and he was on the floor screaming crying and his ankle was broken his leg was trapped in a bear trap and she fucking unhooked it and got his leg out and brought him to the ER got him all stitched up and she's just like god this sucks dude this is bad and and jevin he you know there was so much hope and pride for him and to be this big nfl star and become the face of the franchise instead of the opioid addiction crisis and you know it's just it's sad what's happened but his his parents are still proud of him and uh, and still believe in him, still have faith in him. Uh, you know, that one day he's going to, you know, he'll be prolific at something. Um, he started uh, making art. He puts a helmet on with a paintbrush on it. And he likes, he like smacks his head back and forth and paints uh just like lines of paint stripes across the artboard uh gets frustrated and sometimes he just pours a bucket of paint on there and he calls it uh he'll call it like a uh, shark attack you know that was the other thing is like and he tries to sell them on Etsy no barely people buy them Um, no one actually. And that was the thing with Jevin was that like, uh, he asked his mom, he said, look, 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 this was supposed to be easy. And a moment of solace, he said, mom, can you get a plane ticket to Australia and take me to touch a great white shark's nose? And his mom had an epiphany. She said, if I bring him to Australia, then I will go do the shark expedition. And then what if I get a shark to fucking uh, eat him? And he could say he died from a shark shark attack. He'll get in the news again. Maybe he'll get some kind of like Netflix movie. Uh, and he could get famous that way if he falls in the ocean and and uh, shark eats his face off and so the, she she brought him over there. She called up the Discovery Channel and they said they were gonna do a documentary and they uh, and they put him in like a little glass uh, looked like a glass boat a glass bottom boat and he they floated him out there and they filmed the sharks swimming and then a shark burst through the glass. And broke it, and he was freaked out. He's like swimming back to the boat and screaming and crying, and he almost fucking died. And the shark literally, like, almost fucking ate him. And uh, you know, he just she she said, "What am I doing? What are we doing?" And um. They went back to shore, and he had a blanket on, and they went up to the hotel, and uh, he went into his room, and uh, he turned the shower on, he laid in the tub, just let hot water spray in his face, and he just thought about, he had a flinch all of a sudden, like a lightning bolt flinch of, of an old memory of him throwing a touchdown pass that was deep in his cerebellum, like uh, in the bone part of the brain that's attached. He must have remembered it somehow. And it made him smile. And he got out of the shower and dried off and got dressed. And then he walked out of the hotel room to the hotel balcony. And he climbed up and he jumped off. And he hit the floor. 30 floors down and he splattered all over the floor and so uh, people were like eating and at the happy hour and, "Ah," and they screamed oh my god and the mom came out and looked down over the balcony and she jumped and hit the ground and and splattered and they were like, oh ah! And then they just both became ghosts. And now they haunt that embassy suites, that hotel. It's uh it's they call it the Tower of Terror. And so people um they had to close it down eventually because Jevin and his mom, anytime somebody got in an elevator, one of the strings would break, it would crash, it would kill whole families. Um, and then the OSHA and the health inspectors came in, they shut the hotel down, it's all cluttered and dusty now, and a family, a, uh, parent and his daughter, um, he's like a writer, he writes literature, um, and she's like a gothic, you know, whatever, loner type daughter that makes friends with ghosts, um. They bought the abandoned embassy suites and they're making it into a mansion, renovating it. And they're having fun and cleaning it all up. And the daughter starts to be meet Jevin as a ghost and they start to become friends and hanging out. And he's showing her the attic and telling her what happened to him. And uh, they kiss and they become, you know, like he swims into her pussy and booze, Ooh. And it vibrates. Um, her clitoris and she comes and when she comes she squirts his ghost back out and they're fucking and stuff and Jevin's mom's get getting pissed because she's trying to scare the dad and he's not giving her dick and so she's mad that Jevin like what are you going to spend the rest of your life with this guy's daughter and um Jevin hatches a plan to actually the daughter is going to catch Jevin inside, inside of some kind of uh, candle flame, um, uh, inside of, uh, you know, like a, a jar, like a butterfly and going to take him with her when she goes to college and they will be boyfriend and girlfriend and the mom gets pissed and the girl goes to check on her parent and uh, walks in and he was supposed to be writing with a pen with a feather on it. And the dad slit his throat, and he's bleeding out. And Jevin's mom's like, "Look what you did to the daughter!" And they get in a cat fight, and the daughter runs out of the room and slips and falls down the stairs and dies. And Jevin's like, "That was what the fuck are you doing, mom?" So, my chance at love, eternal love. And the daughter becomes a ghost. And the dad becomes a ghost. And Jevin is a ghost. And the mom's a ghost. And. They basically like live. In that mansion now. As like a family of ghosts. Um, and they. You know. Anytime construction crews. And CBR crews come in there. And. JLL and they try to renovate the place and fix it up. They're always pulling hijinks and scaring people and terrorizing the town. Um, and they run the, the project managers and the construction crew out and they've, you know, they're just, what a life, what a life. And so the moral of the story is, is whether you choose to live or die, you know, life is a a living hell. And that's why the Catholics, that's why they say you can't just commit suicide because then you just, you know, you're still going to do what was meant for you. You're not going to escape the fate. Um, and so if failure happens and you try to fucking kill yourself, well, then you're just going to, instead of getting to fail as a, you know, uh, handsome, strong young man, you're going to get to fail as a, as a ghost. I mean, you've seen Beetlejuice, the movie, there's a waiting line, there's a doctor office in Middle Earth, Agartha, Gartha somewhere where, you know just cause you die You don't just get to go to heaven No matter how many times you said "Dear," Right before you die right They say like a serial killer And kill a bunch of people And they can just be like Dear lord thank you for today tomorrow I love you guys Sick Jesus my Jesus Savior fucking Jesus Christ And like you can kill A hundred women Ted Bundy But if you say that right before you die You can You still go to heaven And all you know All Jevin had to do Was wait for the rock to open up this new XFL draft where if you don't get picked in the NFL you can go you can get drafted the XFL and you can you can be a, um, you can be like an NPC quarterback there like a, a Jordan Tamu he's from Old Miss you know anytime there's a spring league Jordan Tamu is the first quarterback they draft and call He's played in every every spring league, USFL, uh, UFL, XFL. He's played in every spring league ever created. as the first pick in the draft in that spring league, and um, that that's what Jevin could have did, but he didn't want to do that. He, um, I, I just, there's just so much pussy in the world. Big fat asses and titties and pussies and bleach asshole and fucking, you know, just hot, sloppy, slurpy blowjobs and, you know, blowing a girl's ass out and blowing your load in it. That I just, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it to myself. I love... Having sex and coming, and uh, as hard as I can, like six Peter North full pumps of fucking hot, steamy loads of cum, legs shaking, quivering, uh, toes curled up like some ramen noodles, Juicy J, half on a sack on some blow, half on a sack we going to fuck her in the back of the bus and fill her nose up full of that dust. Pussy got your hook. Pussy got your hook. Hell no. For me to just end it like that. I just couldn't do it. I just. There's just so many opportunities. Um, it's just an easy way. Living, living hurts a lot worse to be honest with you. Because you got to do it every day. You got to wake up you got to take a shower, you got to put your work pants on, and you got to go be a slave. You know, and and when you guys think of slaves, you think of, like, Django. And you think of uh, the movie Life with, like, Eddie Murphy, and they're chipping boulders and rocks, and they're chained up in shackles, and somebody leaves a apple pie, a fat-ass white woman, and you can smell it, and if you go get a slice, you get shot, and You know, and, but what what's happening is, is, and I, I think, uh, Jevin realized this perhaps, is that, like, we're just, you know, we're all just work slaves. Yeah, we're driving around in our cars and you get lunch breaks and, and, uh, you get to, you know, have some free time and go to the movies and see the Black Little Mermaid. Um, Which, you know, I don't get that. I don't mind it. Um, but in the cartoon, she has red hair. And she's pale. Um, and mermaids, to me, are just, they're white women. Uh, and then the old, like, you know, the old thing that, like, uh, racist people came up with, like, black guys can't swim. But like the Black Little Mermaid can, uh, and I know interracial uh, porn and uh, blacks on blondes have happened and stuff. But uh, I don't. I don't know if the whole like white guy fucks the black girl thing is caught up. I'm sure it's getting there. Um, I'm just. I don't. The Little Mermaid to me, it's just a little. Um forced, um, why don't they do like the jolly, uh, said the jolly green giant, like the jolly uh, black giant with Michael, Marco- Michael Clark Duncan. And so, but Jevin, he just realized that, um, you know, he didn't want to have to, uh, count Lennon, uh, you know, in the laundry room of a hospital, where patients get a uh, chemo and bleed out, and, and uh, there's you know blood spots and AIDS and cigarette holes and yeah, par levels, and you know he'd go. Sometimes the janitors be after the team meeting, he'd go throw toilet paper in the um, in like a little uh, mop bucket like he'd have it set up he'd go touchdown and you know the bottom line is that he just didn't want to deal with the great depression that is the eternal world Um, he didn't you know it takes a man to look society in the face and realize that everyone sucks and that you suck and that you're just a fucking everyone wants to pretend like they're like living their life to the f- to the fullest uh there's a few people out there that probably want to die if you said like, hey, you know, we're not going to do the thing where you go to hell if you kill yourself, but if you want to die, you can do it, and they give you a little lethal injection shot, and you can, and you're, you know, whatever. They should set up a thing in the world uh, where a population event where like you can set a donate blood, you can, uh, you can donate die. Sign up, get killed, you got nothing going on, no food, no jobs, your pet's heads are falling off, you can sign up to die, and uh, take a little pressure off the rest of the other people, you know, they have to put up with you, you think anybody, like, uh, they say lethal injection's shearing hot as it courses through your veins, do you think anybody ever, like, does it like a drug, like, they just do, like, a little, like, just a little squirt of lethal injection, and you don't die, but you get to, like, uh you get to black out and say you saw, like, the gates of heaven and God and stuff. But then you get to come back to life and, like, do, like, a show on National Geographic about what it was like to die and come back and that heaven's real and all that. And it's, like, better than DMT. Um... But, you know, there's something about, um, there's something about, and I, I imagine this was for Jevin, is, you know, when you're a star quarterback, you're a star quarterback in your mind for life. It's a software, it's a, it's a, uh, the data, uh, in your DNA, um, that you know courses through your veins, and other people in society—that's code red Mountain Dew and cigarettes, and Red Bulls, and uh, fast food. That's what's coursing through their veins, and um, and so like. You, you don't get along with anyone you don't like anybody you can't relate to anybody um you daydream about causing world wars and uh creating new holocausts uh and putting people in FEMA camps and you know what would I do you know if I was a billionaire like you know how many like um Like, if I was King Leopold, like, could I get more, like, uh, you know, like, he would go into the Congo and the African tribes, he would cut all their heads off and, like, put them in, like, a a net bag, like a soccer bag, but uh, full of, you know, uh, tribal heads. Like, could I get more heads in the bag than him? And, you know, other people can't understand that. They're like, oh, you're crazy. You're kind of crazy. Lazy comments, you know, on social media. It's like, okay. Sure. You know, because there are real, like, Hitlers. Like, that's a real person and real things happened, And if people call him crazy all the time, I'm sure they did. But, like, you fucking... The guy got a thousand documentaries out of it. Books. The Mein Kampf. He got a you know, kids learn about him. They do the hashtag blue square. Now there's a whole like social media marketing thing set up because of him. Like, I mean, the guy might be crazy, but he like caused like some kind of like effect to happen. Like what, like what, what have you ever trended on Twitter?